I think it was Tuesday, might have been Wednesday, uh, I, I, I have a little treat time at 11 o'clock in the morning, or between 5 and to 11 and a little after, and I like to have a little treat. And this particular treat was a tangelo. And uh, it was a little juicy. And the more I tried to, you know, make it manageable, the, the gooier it got. So I plunked a big piece in my mouth. And some of you would say, Father John, you really have a big mouth. That's true. But not that big. Have you ever done that? You know, you took off a bite that was just too big, and you had to either, you know, really work with it till you could get it manageable, or you just had to take it out and chop it up. That's the way I feel today. Uh, even worse than that, I feel like there's a banquet today, and I don't know what to give you, because it's more like a cafeteria or, or a smorgasbord, you know, Mary Ellen's a Swede, so, you know, we, we do, uh, I love smorgasbord. Because what's on the table is Sunday of the Publican and Pharisee. The Matins Gospel. The Epistle today. The Gospel today. And then, what's been on my heart, that's the right word, what's been on my heart for the last month. Because I've been planning this homily for at least a month, actually for about 80 years, but particularly for a good month. And uh, I've, I've been having a wonderful time, by the way. Uh, I know Father Richard in the latter days of his life was really loving St. John Chrysostom's commentary and the Book of Romans, and I've been doing the same thing. Maybe that's the sign I'm getting to the end. But all of these things are together. And what my plan was for the last month and as most of you know, I love to take pieces of the liturgy. Because really, I think the stuff we really need to know is the stuff we do here. Now, there's other things, but the stuff that goes in the liturgy is so incredibly important. And what my plan was, and sort of still is, was to take three lines in the liturgy. Uh, you know, I had to serve often because of the stuff I've done. I've had to serve without deacons. And so the priest does the litanies and he does all the stuff the deacon does. So one of the lines, there's actually going to be four words. One of the lines is in two of the litanies with faith, reverence, for this holy house and for those who with faith, reverence and the fear of God enter herein. And sometimes I'd love to give a homily on should it be herein or therein. And I think I could give you an argument for both. Because there's a slightly different meaning between herein and therein. Depends on where you're standing. Uh, and then that, that same line comes in the litany after the great entrance. And then <coughs> the line in particular that I had in mind was the line that I'm a little jealous of the deacons of because they get to say, with faith, reverence, with, with the fear of God, with faith and love, draw near. I grew up in an environment where there was often given in the service what we called the invitation. And we might sing, just as I am, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for thee. 
and it's a lovely song, and it's a true song, and it was a communion hymn, by the way. Uh, any good Episcopalian or Anglican would know that, but it was an invitation hymn. Uh, and, but we were asking people to receive Christ. And when the priest or the deacon says, with the fear of God, with faith and love, that's just the invitation. I mean, honestly, it just, everybody has liturgy and the pieces are pretty much the same. And so when you, the, the invitation is to receive Christ. The only difference is, uh, it was sort of a mental thing, or uh, I'm not saying it was only that, but ours is to actually receive Christ. Now, what I wanted to do, and maybe, I don't know, Father Nicholas, maybe you won't let me do this, but, uh, you know, he lets me do this once a month, and I'm very appreciative of that, but maybe we're going to have to take just a little piece of this. I, here's this smorgasbord with all this stuff laid out, and here are these four words, faith, reverence, love, and fear. I, I was going to do them all in one time, and I was going to make it in 25 minutes or less. It ain't going to happen that way. So let me start. Now, we have some of this together. Let me start with faith. I had thought about starting out by saying, fellow warriors, because every day of our life, we are in a war. It's not just a war on one front. But one front is the war against faith. You kids, you young people who go to the public school, some of the private schools, certainly the university, you are in a war every day against faith. I don't understand it. I just can't imagine how intelligent people with incredible IQs can believe that there is nothing in existence except what is material. There is not one shred of scientific evidence to prove that. Do you understand what I just said? There is not one shred of scientific evidence to prove that only what is material exists. To believe that there is nothing other than what is material, physical, is simply a decision of faith. It's a moral decision. I don't want to believe there is anything other than what is material. Because I don't want to believe there's a God. I don't want to believe there is a human soul. I don't want to believe there is a spirit. I don't want to believe that there is the unseen. That's just a moral choice. I just choose it. But then to be, this is where Sunday the public and Pharisee comes in. But to say there is nothing but that is just a sheer, raw lack of humility. You know, the Sunday the publican and Pharisee isn't really about publicans, and it's not really about Pharisees. First of all, we don't even, we don't even exactly have 
Republicans anymore, do we? We call it the Internal Revenue. Now, it works differently. You know, you send your thing to, what the, what, what's the check made out to? <laughs> or the, the, the state controller, you know, whatever. Or that other eight and three quarter percent or whatever it is that's tacked on when you buy something. And we really don't have Pharisees anymore, except you got one talking to you right now. But we don't have Pharisees in the same sense. What the, public, what the Sunday of the publican and Pharisee is about, it's about the humble and the arrogant. It's about the presumptuous and the humble. That's what so much of life is about. The publican, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. The Pharisee, Lord, I thank thee that I'm not as other men. I'm smart enough to believe there is no God. You know, all this stuff. Yes, there is. In the fight for faith, and that's really the part of the bite that I want to take today. In the part of the faith, it is so incredibly important that you come into this house with faith reverence and the fear of God. With faith, you need to come with faith. And every day of our lives, we are being confronted with that which wants to take that faith away. What do you mean in this holy house and those who with faith, reverence, and fear of God enter therein? Or what do you mean when you, with the fear of God, with faith and love, draw near? What do you mean? Do you mean I'm actually supposed to believe that what we're going to partake of here is actually the body and blood of Christ? You, you actually mean that? That's crazy. You know, I, don't, I, I really don't take the atheists and materialists all that, all that seriously. They're kind of silly. No, they're brilliant, but foolish. Okay. Even more dangerous are those who say, well, of course, there is a vast world of the unseen. And probably the vast majority of Americans believe that. And the vast majority of the people on earth believe that. But then comes the next line which says, yes, there is a vast world of the unseen. Yes, it exists, it's true. But nobody can know for sure the truth about what's there. And so, folks, I go through this every single Sunday. I'm not kidding, every Sunday, when I stand at that altar and say, the unworthy priest John receives the precious and all-holy body of our Lord and God and Savior Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of his sins and unto life everlasting, I say to myself, John, do you believe? This is the body and blood of Christ. And because I have the luxury now of having to not remember what comes next, I sit over in a chair in there and I say, John, do you believe that you just received the body and the blood of Jesus Christ? Every single Sunday. 
And then I say to myself, yes, I do. Folks, we need to believe. If you don't come with faith, it's just an exercise. We can do this divine liturgy thing perfectly. You know, I have some friends who are priests, and I I envy them. They are super spectacular liturgically. I am not. I muff up every Sunday. I had a wretched deacon in San Diego. He was awful. Because once in a while, not when Valerie was there, but once in a while, a chanter or the choir would just really mess up bad. And I'd be grumbling. And that monstrous deacon would start to laugh. Because as I knew, I knew, Padre, I knew you were going to screw up in just a few minutes. <laughs> I'm just not very good liturgically. I get too nervous, especially when the bishop's there. But even if everything is done perfectly, perfectly, it's irrelevant. It's nice, but it's irrelevant unless there is faith. In this liturgy, normally, everything is we. You know that. It's all about us, except at two points. One is in the creed where all of us together say, I believe. I believe. I believe. Not we believe. I. I confess that I believe in front of you, and I really confess some bizarre things. Number one, right off the bat, and it's where the attack is greatest, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty. Next word, maker. That's the biggest attack going on today in this world. It's over the word maker. The famous atheist Richard Dawkins admits that there is an appearance of design. And I say to myself, You're brilliant. You really are. I mean, he's brilliant. Do you know that? He is a brilliant man, but very foolish. It just has the appearance that it's designed, but it all happened that way by chance. And it's all closed. No, I believe. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker. And then I confess these things, and... Folks, in the light of contemporary society, it's not too widely believed. Of all things visible and and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the only begotten, I confess all these things. One holy Catholic and apostolic church and the life of the world to come. You need to believe these things. I won't get in even close today to that. There are evidences for us to believe. You, we all have those. 
but we need to believe. But the line I was particularly after, what's the other time when we say, I believe, not we believe? Talk to me. I believe, O Lord, and I confess. We confess that when we come to communion. When the invitation is given, and our response is, I believe, O Lord, and I confess that you are truly the Christ, the Son of the living God, and so on. Now, what I am after above all is to encourage you, to challenge you. You need to come in faith. It's not just an exercise. You don't just get in the line. You understand what I mean? You just don't go through the motions every Sunday morning. How many times have I been to an Orthodox church where no one received communion except the priest? There are many parishes. I'm not knocking this, by the way. You must understand this. I'm not knocking it. Where this is what happens. The priest is alone. There's no deacon. And he comes out and he says, With the fear of God, with faith and love, draw near. (coughs) That's very common. I could take you to a hundred churches today where that's what's going to happen. The priest won't even stay out. I had another deacon in San Diego (coughs) who went to a church for several years and his wife where they had to ask the priest to stay out so they could receive communion. I mean, they'd been Orthodox for 25 years. But they had to literally go to the priest and ask him, would you stay out so we can receive communion? And then people thought they were bad. You know, if you're not going to come in faith, the right choice was made. Do you understand that? If you aren't going to come in faith, it would have been better for you if the priest had just turned around and gone back in. You need to come (coughs) in faith. Terribly important. And you, you need to believe that you are having communion in the most intimate possible relationship with there is with God in this life. As I've been reading John Chrysostom on Romans, I don't know if he's going to do it through the whole book, It is so difficult to read these commentaries because the language is over 100 years old. And it was written by scholars for scholars. It was translated by a scholar for scholars. And it is so difficult to read English that old and that sometimes obtuse. (coughs) John Chrysostom obviously was not difficult to understand. He was one of the most easiest preachers to understand. But the translations are hard. Page after page after page, column after column. You come by faith. You come by faith. You come by faith. And it's a decision that you make. I choose to believe. I choose it. I actively, (coughs) I actively choose it. Down in my heart, in my human spirit, I choose to believe. This is your immaculate body and this is your precious blood. Don't even go to how. Don't go to how. Why? Why? 
It won't help you. Yours better to stay with mystery. You will be criticized for staying with mystery. Now, one last thing. The gospel this morning in Matins. The two on the road to Emmaus. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that they walked with the resurrected Christ for several miles and didn't recognize him? <coughs> Why did they not recognize him? Their eyes were holding shut. Wasn't their fault. They just hadn't been shown. The minute their eyes were opened, what did they do? Give me two, two words. They believed. They believed. Then what did they do? Turn around and went back to Jerusalem. <laughs> Action fast. Why would I have faith? Why would I believe this bizarre stuff? Body and blood of Christ, Trinity, incarnation. Why would I believe this? One simple reason. John Chrysostom says it's the most important reason. Because I've been given the Holy Spirit so I can see. I can see. It's been shown. You need to come in faith. So Deacon Rico, I'm taking your line. In the fear of God with faith and love draw near.